Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back. I want to say welcome back to your life. (laughs) If you are a mom like me with children that are home and needing lots of your support, help, attention, driving, welcome back to your normal life. (laughs) This is the week, at least in the neck of the woods where I live, where the kids all go back to school. I've been envious as I've scrolled on Facebook to see so many of my friends whose kids went back to school like two or three weeks ago. But for me, that's this week. So if you are in the same boat, happily sending your children off to start another school year, welcome back. Um, I'm feeling the feels. My daughter goes into fourth grade. My son goes into second grade. And I'm really excited for them, honestly. And I will say for as much as some of us moms are like shoving the kids out the door to school, this has been a really good summer. It's been a hard summer with all the things that my children have been involved with. But I have to say that I learned early enough in my time as a coach to really find contentment and gratitude in as many circumstances and as many situations as I can, which the Bible, also one of the great life coaching books, um, promotes. There's a scripture all about that. And I've really been doing that. I would say, especially the past like three weeks as it relates to my kids, of really just being present with recognizing I'm not going to have this exact time with them ever again. Like it's never going to be exactly this way as it was this summer. So I have spent a lot of time in deep gratitude and I'm excited for the school year ahead for them, which is its own different type of animal and beast. So um, today we're talking about what to do when you're growing faster than your spouse. This is something that I was actually recently talking with few clients about, actually. And there is a thing, right? I don't think any of us enter into marriage really mapping out our lifespan and where we're going to be 
emotionally, where we're going to be physically, where we're going to be in terms of our own self-awareness, personal growth, and personal evolution. And so I wanted to do this podcast episode, one, to just normalize this as something that does happen in many, many marriages. So if you're in the space, nothing has gone wrong. And to just offer my perspective on it as it stands right now. I did a previous podcast episode, several episodes again, and I probably should have looked at the exact episode number, but it's along the same lines and it's entitled Holding the Space for Your Spouse's Transformation. And so that was done, gosh, over a year and a half, maybe even two plus years ago. And I wanted to just bring a different perspective in terms of like what I've been seeing as I've coached my clients, what I've, you know, been learning and experiencing to some degree, even, you know, here in my own life. So I wanted to just break this down in a couple of different sections. One is to really clearly identify like what it looks like when you are maybe growing faster than your spouse, why it happens the impact that it has, and then what to actually do. And I think like even before I dive into some of those mechanics, one of the things that I want to sort of like lead in with is to be willing to be wrong and to be willing to question what you think, right? I know that this title drew you in because you're probably feeling this way. And I want to just offer that to some degree, well, to a large degree, we can never actually really know how fast someone else is growing. Like we have no idea what's in someone else's brain, what's in their heart, what's in their mind. And a lot of times I tell my clients that there are times you won't know the way that your spouse is growing because It's actually their growth and evolution that prevents some things from happening. It's the conversations you don't have. It's the arguments you don't have. It's the issues that you don't have. And whenever what we're doing and how we're growing is creating the absence of something, it's often really hard to pinpoint it. It's often really hard to be able to like, say tangibly like oh this changed like you may feel it but sometimes the feeling and the impact on your connection is very gradual and you won't even really know why right like because let's be honest no one is giving a report to each other every week of like oh this week this is how I grew this is the thing you said, and this is what I did instead, right? Like we're just not having that conversation. So I do want to just offer that we want to be generous in giving credit to our partners and be willing to question what feels like the truth. Now, I'm not saying that you're here and like, you aren't growing faster than your spouse. That may very well be exactly what's going on. But I think there is 
some validity and even some growth in being able to just question it, not from a place of like self-doubt and gaslighting yourself, but really from a place of like, well, what if I was wrong here? Like what would be different for me or how might I show up differently if I didn't have this story exactly penned down? So with that being said, let's dive in. What does it look like when you're growing faster than your spouse? One thing I have seen a lot with my clients um, more recently, I would say in the past year or two, is that one person feels like they're healing, right? Maybe from some childhood trauma, maybe from other things that have happened, maybe they're healing from resentment. Um, And they're really able to connect the dots to those past experiences, whether it be from childhood or whether it be things that have happened in the actual marriage in the past. And with that connecting the dots, right, where they filled in the gaps, they're like, oh my gosh, this is a trigger for me because of this. And when I'm triggered in this way, this is what I do, right? That awareness in and of itself is transformation because then you can pinpoint exactly where, oh, well, if I just remember that it's not actually 100% what my partner is doing and saying, it's actually what my parents didn't said that I'm reacting to that's just like swollen up into this overreaction to my partner right now, right? So when you get that level of awareness, when you have embarked on this journey of healing yourself, of connecting the dots and being more self-aware, and you have a partner that hasn't yet done that same work, it can feel like you're growing faster than them, right? Maybe they have some blind spots still in the impact of their childhood and how that's showing up. Maybe they're disassociated. Maybe they're disconnected from some of the woundings that they might have gotten either in their own upbringing or from school or other things, right? There's lots of different sources of trauma. And Again, when I refer to trauma, I'm talking about big trauma and little t trauma, right? Where it's like anything that's too much, too fast, too soon, that's trauma, right? Or any situation that was deeply emotionally impactful, but wasn't handled in a way that promoted growth, closure, and forward movement, right? So if you're doing the work and you're connecting the dots and you're seeing how all that stuff from the past is impacting your current day reality, but your partner still feels like they're a little bit unconscious to it and unaware, it can feel like you're growing at a faster rate than they are. What it also looks like is when you're doing work that feel like inner work is what I'm talking about. When you're doing the inner work and it feels like, wow, because I'm doing this inner work, like I'm not doing X, Y, and Z anymore, or I'm doing more of something positive, right? Where it feels like there's tangible benefits. Like, first of all, you feel it in yourself. You see the fruits of your work in your life in some way, whether that's professionally, whether that's interpersonally with maybe some other relationships, you're seeing the difference, right? Like life now versus life before you started doing this inner work feels like night and day. And on the flip side, you can't see the tangible benefits of your partner doing this work. Like you just aren't 
aware of it. You can't touch it, feel it, see it, taste it. And again, sometimes a lot of this is just you can't tangibly see it. Maybe it's showing up in other ways. I can think actually of some clients I've been working with for quite a while. And when we first started working together, the husband actually got some major significant gains in terms of how he manages stress professionally. Like we worked through a few strategies, a few approaches, and he was able to like very quickly see how these tools helped him at work, right? And so maybe someone, your partner, may be getting these great gains in some other area of their life because it's a quick win for them. And it hasn't yet sort of transitioned into having a more direct, tangible impact on your relationship. So that could be happening. The other thing that I often see, I won't say often, but that is coming up, that has come up in the few rounds of my doing the marriage upgrade is there are times when it feels like, okay, we're both showing up to these calls. Like we're both here, we're both present, we're both answering the questions, we're both engaged, but it feels like your partner is still not getting it. (laughs) right? So this is like side note to my clients that may be feeling this way right now, right? Where it's like, okay, we're here. We're both here. And I get what you're saying. And like, I'm making the adjustments, but like, I'm not sure they're getting what you say. It's so funny. I think about this (laughs) with like things you see online. Um, And I'm thinking about it specifically for like church sermons. I don't know why, but I know sometimes like I'll find a sermon and then like send it to my mom and be like, oh, my gosh, definitely watch this where it's like I'm listening for myself, but I'm also listening for like what I think she needs to hear and how she needs to grow. Right. And so if you're having that experience, I would just like take a look at that, right? Like, yes, you're here, even listening to this podcast for yourself, for your own growth and development. But do you also have like half a ear towards, well, I really hope my partner listens to this. or I really hope they get it. I know that that happens for me sometimes when I'm reading books, since I'm always reading so much, I'm like, oh my gosh, if only my husband would read this book. Oh goodness. Right. So that's okay. If you find yourself there, of your taking in information, it's really making a difference and changing you. And it feels like they're not getting it yet. That's also okay, right? Like even as a coach, I recognize in the years that I've been doing this, that some people are a quick study and they're able to like hear something one or two times and really take it and run. And other people need it to like slowly chip away at whatever is in the way preventing them from having the awareness or taking the action in the first place, right? Another example of what this looks like when you're going faster than your spouse is you're wanting to have different kinds of conversations, but they aren't quite there yet. A lot of times, and several of my clients um, have been coaches, where when you're a coach, Right. Like you're into personal development all day, every day. It's literally your job to be thinking about growth, thinking about your goals, thinking about, you know, 
how you want to change and step into the future version of yourself. And believe me, I love it. I'm for that all day, every day. But that is not everyone's lived reality, right? Like many people don't have time in their day where they sit and think about their emotions and process how they're feeling and process how they're thinking. And so you may find yourself where a large part of your day is like self-reflective or engaged in some activity that's going to grow you and, you know, evolve your brain. And your partner's not. They're going to work doing their regular work thing. And so what they want to talk with you about is very different than what you want to talk about. And so it may feel like they just want to have these surface level conversations. Like, I don't care about that. I want to have deeper, more meaningful conversations. I've had so many people share this with me, or maybe their partner doesn't really talk much about anything at all. Right. So if that's happening, this may be how you're feeling. Right. And that's okay. And then the last thing that I want to offer is this sometimes look like where you've grown and you've evolved and it seems like you're kind of a different person now and that your partner isn't actually meeting the needs that are now really important to you. Right. This happens a lot. Right. Like we enter a relationship having certain needs that are a priority. I know for me, when, like, when I first met my husband, my main priority was someone who was dependable and honest because I had had a string of other partners who were not that, right? And I needed someone who was just like a steady eddy, stable person. And over time, as that need was met, then it just became no longer a need. I wasn't worried about that. I wasn't trying to like find a partner that met that need anymore. So it's like, okay, check that's done now onto higher level, bigger things and other needs surface. Right. And so as certain things are taken care of in your relationship and in your emotional need bank, a term I just coined right now, um, you have a different perspective, right? Like the things that were important to you five, 10, 15 years ago are not the priority of what you want and are looking for in a relationship right now. So that's also okay, right? That happens, you grow, you evolve, who you are changes. And of course your needs change as well. And it may feel like in the interim, you and your partner just aren't a great match. Again, I wanna normalize that and the reason I spent so much time on what it looks like and reminding you incessantly that it's okay is because the more you can tell yourself, okay, this is okay. Nothing is going horribly wrong. The more you stay out of fight or flight, because when you're in a highly activated state in your emotional nervous system, you are going to want to take quick and reactive actions. But when you can just sit with like, oh, okay, other people go through this. This isn't like the calamity of the world. This is figure outable. Then you open yourself up to more solutions. And that's really important in doing any of this work. Now, let's talk about 
why it happens, why you grow at different paces. And the first reason is you're two different people. <laughs> I, I, when I wrote this, I was like, I wish there was a secret answer, but no, the answer is just you're two different people and you are interconnected, right? Because you're married, you are a couple, you are a unit, but you're also personally on independent journeys. Meaning, right? It's almost like, and again, like I was going to say a two stranded cord, but also as a believer, I'm like, well, in a marriage, there's not just two strands, it's three strands, Siobhan, because God is in the middle too. But either way you look at it, two strands or three strands, there's the two of you, right? You weren't born thinking the same, going through the same experiences having the same self-evolution step in step. It just doesn't work that way. So there's a part of this that is just is what it is, right? Where over your lifetime, there are going to be moments where you are your or your partner are two steps ahead of each other or one of you is two steps behind. It's going to happen. And I don't want you to be surprised when it does. And the other thing that we just have to acknowledge is like no one actively plans ahead of time to grow together at the same pace, right? Like no one's sitting down like, well, what are all your childhood issues? Okay, well, I'm going to address this one and you address that one. And then we'll like meet in the middle and compare notes and like move on to the next thing. It just doesn't work that way. And I wish it did. I wish this could just be a project that like the due date is December 31st and you do your part, they do their part and you just come together and then you have a finished product at the end of the year. It doesn't work that way, right? And I truly believe that there are different life lessons that are yours to learn at different junctures and different seasons. And if you can just embrace that and know that like, this is part of life, then you can approach it from a more grounded place. Now, let's be honest though about the impact because it does have an impact. And the first thing that I hear most often when I'm talking with clients about this is that it's frustrating. You're tired of your partner not getting it. You're tired of them not being self-aware. You're tired of them not recognizing the impact that they're having on you and your relationship. You're tired, you're tired, you're tired, you're tired, you're tired, and it's frustrating. Let's just acknowledge that and be with ourselves in that frustration. We don't shame ourselves, we don't shame them. It's just like, this is a frustrating situation that what I want is A, And what I'm getting is J. Of course, it feels frustrating. The other impact that it has is it creates almost like this self-perpetuating disconnection where this disconnection feeds upon itself, right? So you see them as lagging behind in some way, shape, or form in terms of their own personal development. And then you focus on that. That becomes like, most of what you see in your interactions. And then that disappointment, and sometimes a little bit of judgment, then impacts how you show up, 
right? It's almost like you're ready to be disappointed or you stop bringing things to them because you're like, well, they're not mature enough to handle this. They're not going to respond the way that they should, right? Which then perpetuates further disappointment because the needs you have, the desires you have don't go away just because you don't bring them up, right? And so you want to think about Am I contributing to this disappointment cycle by how I'm showing up to it, right? What would be different if I did feel that my partner was growing and maturing at the same level that I am? What would be different about how I talked to them, what I, what I talked to them, to them about? And you want to see, like, am I giving myself the chance to have my needs honored and met? And am I giving them the chance to step up? The other thing in terms of the impact that it has is it sometimes leads you to idealize some alternative scenario. Now, that can look like a lot of things. It can look like you're idealizing when they finally get it and you're like skipping the park off together to have deep and meaningful conversations about your personal growth. It could also mean idealizing other partnerships, right? Like, oh, if I was just with someone else who was where I am in terms of my growth and development. That would be so much better. Now, there is no perfect relationship out there. And I think that's important to keep in mind. Now, that's not to say, and I want to be really clear here, because I know there's a variety of people listening to this in a variety of different situations. That's not to say that if you genuinely feel like you are settling, that you should continue to settle. It just means that you want to have your eyes wide open for all of it and to not idealize something different as being the end all be all answer to the situation. Because at the end of the day, no matter what your circumstances are, whether you have a partner that rises to the occasion and meets you in your growth and development, or you have another partner who's already there, there will still be things in your life, in your brain, in your emotions that create disappointment, that create unfulfillment, that create unmet expectations. So there's no magic bullet for any of it. There's just being where you are and finding contentment. And you get to decide if that is something you want to do, if that's something you can do, where you are, right? I really just want to be honest about that. This is not about pushing you to stay together if that doesn't feel like the most self-honoring, loving thing. And it's not about pushing you apart if that doesn't feel like the most loving and self-honoring thing. So what do you do in the meantime? What do you do when you're on this path of like, I feel like I've grown leaps and bounds and my partner is just where they are? And what I'm going to offer you assumes that you're not in a toxic relationship. It assumes that there are no huge red flags, and it assumes that there are no significant deal breakers in your relationship. Inside my program, The Marriage Upgrade, I teach my clients how to distinguish between significant disappointments in a relationship versus massive deal breakers, meaning they violate a huge value that you have, right? So if you value monogamy in a relationship, yet your partner is unfaithful, that would be a deal breaker. 
right? There's under no circumstances would you want to be okay with a partner who is unfaithful, right? That's an extreme example, but you get the point. So what I'm about to share assumes that there are no deal breakers. It assumes the relationship is not toxic. It assumes that there are no significant red flags, okay? So the first thing you have to do, because I know that you're not doing it enough, is to celebrate and honor where you are. Celebrate and honor where you are. What a miracle that you have worked through the things that you have worked through. And that you are in this moment in your own evolution with the awareness that you have and with the development that you have undergone. Like standing ovation, hand claps, all the things, cheers to you for getting to this place. Because there's so many, so many people who aren't even courageous enough to go down this road with themselves. So congrats to you. The second thing is really important, and that is to decide the relationship that you want to have with patience. Like if patience was a thing, what is the relationship you want to have to it? How long are you willing to wait, giving your partner the time and the space to grow and evolve and change? How do you show up in the waiting? And what boundaries and other things can you put in place to create and maintain well-being for yourself? Right? Like when you're well and when you are... I wish I could come up with a word that is somewhere between like surviving and thriving. Because I think like in a lot of these situations, that's where you are. Like you're beyond surviving because you've gotten a lot of tools for yourself, but you're not quite thriving because your definition of thriving includes your partner elevating themselves to some degree. So you get what I'm saying. Like I don't know what the word would be, but make up your own, right? So you're in between of like surviving and thriving. And that is so important. Like when you can feel like I'm not missing out on life, I'm not missing out on the things that as a core part of my identity matter the most to me then your relationship with patience can be more grace-filled. Like your relationship with patience can be not like a chokehold on it of like, I'm not patient, but just like, oh, I'm still doing well. Like I'm, I am well. Maybe that's just the answer. Like I am well. And when you can get yourself to that place, it informs how you want to be and the length of patience that you will offer, demonstrate, utilize as your partner works their, works themselves out really is what I want to say. Works out their journey, right? And then number three, and you're not going to like this, but it's also very true is you have to get comfortable having hard conversations. 
right? So when you communicate with your partner and it doesn't feel like they're growing, it doesn't feel like they're self-aware, it still like, feels still like they're very defensive or lacking the emotional intelligence that certain situations need, it's going to trigger you. Because it's going to be a gap between maybe how you're entering the conversation and what you're trying to accomplish and then their ability to meet you there. So there is a level of just being comfortable having hard conversations where you have uncomfortable emotions come up for you. And the way that you do that is you just remember this is where they are. And you do that without judgment and without like needing them in that moment to be different. It's just like, oh, this is going to be a little bit uncomfortable, right? Especially once it's there, right? Where you're like, huh, they're being very defensive right now. Isn't that interesting, right? Like that's the place you want to get to instead of like, oh, look at them being defensive. I can't believe they're being defensive. They have to stop it. I have to let them know, here we go, tit for tat in a, you know, power struggle in this conversation, right? That's going to lead to arguments and that's going to interrupt your peace. So it's almost like you have a detached observer role when you know that like some conversations with them are going to be hard and it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm not going to judge them about it. Number four is surrender control of their growth. Now, again, this is really for more on this. I'm not going to retell or reshare everything I shared in the previous episode about holding the space for your spouse's transformation. But I will say that like, we don't get to decide how, when, and on what timeline anyone grows. And in some ways that's really good news because I find that when we try to carry the load of something, when we try to be in control of something, it creates an unnecessary burden. And again, from my personal faith perspective, I think, wow, what if I just put this in God's hands? Like, what if I just put this in God's capable hands and trusted that whatever timeline unfolds, whatever growth and insight and awareness happens, it's not my burden to bear and it's not my result to create. I just get to hand it over. I just get to surrender it to God. I get to surrender it to something beyond me. And in the meantime, I can just access peace of knowing that it's being handled, whether I can see it or not. That is such good news. And along the same lines as number five is just trusting that everything is working out in the end that no time is wasted when you spend that time intentionally growing and evolving yourself. What I have heard, and I remember when I first heard this, it made so much sense. And what I have seen is that either your partner will eventually meet you there or the relationship will lovingly complete itself right? And either way, your journey, your growth, your evolution is part of it. And so the more you can focus on that, 
the more you can focus on honoring yourself and respecting and accepting where they are, the more you can be conscious to never diminish your own needs, but also remember not to judge them for not quite being where you think you should be, the easier all of this is. And that is my hope for you, that you would continue to honor yourself, that you would continue to walk out and live out your highest self. And in doing so, maybe be a massive inspiration for them. Maybe opening a door of possibility for them and how they might be and how they might show up to interact with you. You keep raising the bar. You keep standing for who it is you know you have been called to be. You keep doing your best. And I promise you, I promise you, it will be worth it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It is always an honor to have these conversations with you. And if you are looking for more help, if you are looking for a two-way conversation with me, if you are really at a place of wanting to be more at peace and to be more yourself, even in situations that may not be exactly what you want. Or if you're a couple that's like, okay, yeah, I see it. I am lagging behind. My partner is lagging behind and we want to catch up together. If any of those represent where you are, I would love to support you. I would love to coach you to a new experience that is so much more of what you want. And the way that we get started working together is you go to my website, drshavon.com. You click on the link, work with me, and you schedule a complimentary consultation. There we will talk. You will share with me where you are. You will tell me exactly what it is you want to be different And then I will walk you through step-by-step a customized plan for exactly how my coaching approach can get you there. I would love nothing more than to support you in everything we've just gone over in this podcast episode and everything that you will find in the 180 plus other episodes. So if you love this podcast, if you love what I share You will love being my client and having my personal attention every single week. So again, drshavon.com, click work with me, schedule that complimentary consultation, and I would love to talk with you there. And until then, take good care of yourself. Be well, be well, no matter what. And I'll meet you right back here on the podcast next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you've loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, 
to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.